Hey y'all, welcome to The Hue. Hue represents true color, and we're here to tell the true stories of the inspiring folks we encounter along the way. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm here with our studio director, Emily McNeil, and we're recording recaps from the Matt Black Sound Studio. My house. (laughs) This is the coolest studio ever. Yeah, it's a really fun place to to have in your home, for sure. And it's really distracting, because I keep looking at all the posters. There's lots of stuff on the walls. And we're here with the guys from Matt Black Sound, and they keep us in line, and they're amazing at the audio production side of things. They make us sound very legitimately. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty good at what they do. Yeah. So if anyone needs like audio work, we Matt highly Black Sound. Yeah. We highly recommend them. So this episode we titled Get Covered and it's about the Ever Atelier ladies who started this really cool wall covering business, Sarah English and Ashley Leftwich. And we called it Get Covered, but um, we really sort of ended up sort of uncovering perception a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're um they're definitely different than what they seem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like such an edginess to them. You know, Ashley with her really short pixie haircut and, and and Sarah, I love her asymmetrical haircut. and She had some cool Birkenstocks on. Oh yes, yeah. those were amazing. They have the best style ever. And I think even one of their newest patterns was inspired by a dress. Yeah, by a dress that Ashley wore, I think. Uh, and it's on their Instagram. So you can, I think there's even a picture of her dress with the wall yeah. covering. Yeah. But that one wall covering that you and I thought was so interesting it looks like a terrazzo, but it's actually pills or it's the or contents of a, a woman's purse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all the things that all you would things. find in a woman's purse. So it's really irreverent and colorful and fun and and it was they're in Dallas, Texas. These two artsy women who have started a wall covering company. Yeah, they were great. It was really fun. And I think you guys will enjoy learning about their business and and more importantly, just their creative process and how they came about, you know, being artists, being salespeople to creating an entire company, Ever Atelier. Hi, ladies. Welcome to The Hue. Hello. Hello. So glad you're here. We're so happy to be here. And I feel like we met on Instagram. Yes. But we had a lot of mutual friends. Yes. You and I have a lot of mutual history. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of names that, yeah, and we, we never really- Years. Knew it, right? <laughs> yes. I think so. Yeah. We need to talk about that after this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Share stories. Yes. So Ever Atelier, this is a fabulous wall covering company. We're here with Sarah English and Ashley Leftwich. Did I say your last name correctly? Yes. Leftwich. Yes. Okay. And so it's an atelier of wall covering. You're yes. an artist, mm-hmm. Sarah, and Ashley, your background is- Design. Design. Did you study interior design? I did. Okay. And you met because you're neighbors. Yes, we're neighbors. Yes. And our kids go to school together, and that's how we met each other. And you're like, let's start a wall covering company. Exactly. Well, you you know, you know, (laughs) that's what you do. You know, a cool girl when you see her. (laughs) I know. And when I saw you, ladies, when I first met you at this building, you walked out of your cars, and I was meet. It was the day I was meeting you. And I was like, they're cool looking. Aww. Who are those ladies? I, sweet. I want to know them. And then you walk into my door and I'm like, Aww. I get to know them. Aww. We're going to hang out. So, so you you came up, it was in May-ish, I yes. think. Yes. And yes. you brought a little bit of the new collection. Yes. And you brought the OG. Yes. yes. The OG. So that's it. There's the OG and then the new 2020 yes. situation. Yes. yes. And when did the company come together? We, what year? 
We launched in 2019. Okay. We kind of started in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. collaborating and working together and then officially launched. Gosh, it's almost our birthday. It is. It's almost Ever's birthday. It's We're our almost one. Birth- one. We're almost one. Yay. <laughs> Evers, Evers, oh, <laughs> she's a she, right? Oh, oh yes. my gosh! Why <laughs> would I ask that question? <laughs> she's so cute, you guys. Her logo, like, who did that? Oh, oh, um, one of our friends, a great designer named Brandon Deloach, did uh-huh. that for us. Yeah, yeah, Brandon killed that. She. It, the logo embodies her. Yes, it does. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, and for those listening, I mean, it's swirly and, um, but yet modern it's yes. I don't know how to describe it yeah and it was the idea of a, of mask. a mask so we've like covering. got you covered I get, I get yes. a face covering yeah. we're ahead of our time what are we thinking are oh, you what? serious <laughs> face t- face covering. we were <laughs> thinking about actual face masks covering we were thinking theatrical because like, we're yeah. doing wall coverings yeah and then what's weird is I just realized I named this podcast get covered yeah. yay so we're all on the We're same We're all on the tracking, same wave. Same We're tracking here. Yeah. <laughs> and but you had never designed product, Sarah. Like you you're right. You are a formal artist. Yes, formal artist and then had a background in textile design. Oh, so you and did then, have some biz background. I on did, side. yes. And then got into art licensing, but it wasn't in interiors. It was more in the world of fashion and um some or home goods maybe. But okay. not not like this. Yeah, and this is a different world. I feel yes. like when people come from home goods or even um that whole culture and they come over here, it takes a minute to get into this space. It's different. Yes. Yeah. Ash has given me a big uh, education. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, I mean, we, we both have different backgrounds, but I feel like we complement each other well and have different talents in other areas. Which I think is why we knew we needed each other yeah. to do this and that with our different backgrounds, what we could create together would just be Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. And we're both super artistic, but just work completely differently. Yeah. And so I feel like that elevates the art too. Yes. But you both feel like, while you, to me, you're very creative, but your personalities have a driving force behind them and you don't mm. always have that, but you both seem to have like that driver side too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ashley, mm-hmm. you too, right? Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. does. Yeah. But, yeah. I, Ashley's I know, more like quirky and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. true I guess on some days I'm the driver yeah but on some but, days but I'm the passenger but you have that personality when I met you if you think about driver you're hardworking. you're oh, a go-getter you're, and that's you, what I mean yes definitely. and when you meet someone and I saw that and you was like oh, okay this is a woman like this is someone who yes. gets things done yes. and um yes yeah you're a worker like that because yes. it's great to have a great idea and have a pretty pattern in your head but if you can't execute it then exactly yeah, it takes this is really a big accomplishment though. I mean, this is about three or four year old company now, and you've created an entire line of wall covering in Dallas, Texas. Yes. That's we're it's, super proud. Yeah. And everything's digitally printed. Yes. But every pattern has like a story. And I remember mm-hmm. when you guys sat down and you're telling me these stories, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What? <laughs> but just tell me, tell each of you tell your favorite pattern. I'm feeling it's different and like what it means. Cause I think these are fun stories Does to hear. It have to be yeah. a Original, like an OG or a new one? No, it can be whatever. Okay. My favorite one that I'm most proud of is a new one that's coming out Mm -hmm. in the collection we're about to launch called Manson Morris. Okay. And it combined, like, I'm just so proud of it because it took so much revision and editing and it combines oddities and history. And we basically saw a picture of Marilyn Manson in a magazine and he was standing in front of a William Morris wallpaper and the idea just like clicked in my head. I was like, this is it. And so 
being able to, again, successfully achieve that and what we wanted to do, I'm just super proud of. And I don't think a designer that has just been doing this for like a year in their career could uh, have yeah. accomplished that pattern. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like we a, have the benefit. It's like a of twenty years. year designer yeah. Yeah. collect. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 a serious pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's one of those patterns I like that we did work it so it would, it would get there and it'd be better, but we knew it wasn't there. It and the mm-hmm. moment it hit, we were both like, yes, we knew we knew yeah. that was one that just hit and we're like nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Like that creative process intrigues me. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Is it what is it from your background that made you realize that you hadn't hit it yet? You from an art perspective and you from a commercial perspective. Like yeah. it has to hit both. It has to be yes. commercial and artful. Yeah, it's like visually, I think for me, it needs an interest, you mm-hmm. know, and coming from a background of making patterns, to me, you know, I feel like I know what makes a great pattern. And, and it wasn't that it wasn't great, but it just didn't have that level of interest that just made it something so special and so unique and something that when you walk by would make someone stop Mm -hmm. and go like, whoa, because we think of it as art for your walls. And I'm like, this needs to feel like an art piece, you know? And I could look at patterns, I guess, from a saleability way and know that they have more of a traditional pattern and layout, but they're different and a little bit more edgy with the subject matter that creates like just a completely new Mm -hmm. need for people that, Mm -hmm isn't out there, you know? Yeah. That oddity word that you said earlier, it's, it's a market that I do Mm -hmm. think in our sphere is untapped a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's achieved with accessory Mm -hmm. yeah, and Mm -hmm. not really. And I would consider the wall covering like more of like a a bigger piece to the pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. And, and it does feel smart when you look at the pieces. I mean, you can tell that there's some, a story there. And I think that that's what really where it's all about. So speaking of stories, I want to hear a little bit about your stories. Like what um, your art, like when you first kind of knew you were creative mm-hmm. and what you started creating first. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I- no, I think for me, and I, I hate this answer, like I've always known, I know. um, but I was very lucky. And I, we've talked, something we've both talked about. We were very lucky to be encouraged, I feel like, in our art and our design and to be creative from a young age. And I come from a family with a lot of artists aunts and uncles. And so I just grew up seeing it. Um, And then, you know, when you're a kid, I was always the best drawer in the class. So the best, you know, you just kind of keep doing what you're good at, you know. And then as I got older, you know, was trying to find ways to make a career out of it, you know, and decide I really want to be a fine artist and I really want to do that and pursue it. And I'm really lucky that I was encouraged to. Yeah. And to hone it. Yes. Yeah. And that's funny because you say that, like, good at it. Because in speaking to my friend Sam, who's a writer, and that's what one of the things she said to me was, I was really good at sentence structure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm like a creative ghost story writer. I mean, you know, but it's, there's something to that. That's yeah. actually a good point. I think people that are listening, we love to hear story and like, what is it about like the, you doing your passion that made it progress to this level? And mm-hmm. that that's a good tip. I mean, it's about doing something you're really good at and honing yeah. it. And what about you, Ashley? I knew I was, I guess, creative all along too. (laughs) Um, I always had uh, teachers, different family members, just adults that I was around um, telling me how creative I was. Even as a young child, my grandmother was probably the most creative person I've ever been around. So again, it was encouraged with my mom and my grandmother. And we always sewed a lot. Like there was a lot of like, I have a lot of textile like passion within me that has always been there. And I was creating and collaging and doing all kinds of weird things. I mean, as a child in in my adolescent years, I like Sarah, it did kind of take a while for me to cultivate 
how I was going to build a career into it. And I guess the answer to that was design, but I'm still kind of combining and mixing mm-hmm. things, you know. And all of the so. parts of the process are important yeah. have led up to Evers. Yes. Right? Yep. Yes. yes. Yeah. And what was the most important thing that you did independently of each other that's helped this business, you think? I think for me, it was, I worked in the Dallas design industry for about 20 years now. And in sales as well? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. So um, just having these different facets of working for a large design showroom, working for a specific textile vendor, working for a manufacturer, working for an interior architect. So I have like perspectives uh, in repping, you know, of different facets in our industry that I feel like really brought us to this point or really brought me to this point because I can see it from different perspectives. Maybe. Yeah. You and I've talked about that because sampling is so important. To it you. is. And I love the, <laughs> the lock that you, you designed. Thank Will you. you explain that? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so I had cool. this idea and cause you know, you see one ring set, you've seen them all mm-hmm. and we wanted to stick out in designers libraries and it just being again, something not typical cause we, don't do anything typical. And so I thought a lock set would be fun. So we went out and kind of, I measured different locks that would work with the number of samples that we had in the first collection. And we found one and that's what we use as a rock, as a ring set. And it has all the patterns on it or the mm-hmm. substrates. I can't remember. Patterns. Samples. Yep. The, samples. The patterns. Yeah. yeah. And so essentially someone could have a lock set in their library and have the Correct. whole collection. Exactly. Correct. The collection, the collection's pretty condensed. Like it's not huge. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so for people listening, the lock is literally like think your locker in junior high. Exactly. Yes. That yeah. that it's a bad lock. Big clunky thing that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> serious lock set. Serious, um, legit. Yes. So like you really need your rep to update that for you. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the ones the with the key. <laughs> Wait, this is actually kind of brilliant because, you know, because yeah, people can't take them. I know, always maybe. jokingly call my clients my sweet little savages because yes. they are. They just, and they they just, just take, take them apart take and they have to, right? Yeah. So what about mm-hmm. for you? Like this, the... Um, I feel like for me, coming from a fine art background, um, you know, I and my career was constantly diversifying. And so after moving from fine art and then learning textile design, that led me to a corporate career, which was something I never, you know, as a young and idealistic, it's something I never saw for myself. But man, I worked corporate a little over a decade for like big box fashion. And man, that was one of the best educations. One, it taught me to balance, like, and I was getting to be creative in my job, but it taught me to balance kind of my artistic creativity with what I was doing at work, but also working with so many different people from so many different backgrounds. And fine art, I'd kind of been with my little fine art, like in my mm-hmm. fine art world. And, you know, there's a way that we think. And so that it, the education it gave me in all those years about business. Um, I think was so important and it gave me the confidence and I, and I knew I wasn't going to be in corporate forever. Um, but it gave me so much and I met cool people. Connections. Yes. Amazing connections. And so then when I was ready to step away from corporate and go out on my own, I always knew I wanted my own business. Um, you know, I didn't know it would be ever. It was really meeting Ash that it was like, well, we can, and I felt ever's the thing, you know, it's, it's the thing, Mm -hmm. but it took meeting Ash to see it, I think. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's that's the missing piece is the partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's cool, though, what you said about this whole corporate piece to it, because I feel like, you know, for anyone who's maybe transitioning in their career or who is an artist and maybe doesn't want to take a step like that, mm-hmm. that there's something to be said about having a commercial background, too. Yes. Yes. And 
it's significantly important to understand. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was for me, you know, and I always think the cubicle was a bad place. And I was like, no, oh, this is yeah. pretty great. I can do just fine <laughs> here. <laughs> so like you were open-minded. Yes, and I think that's what I've always been in my career. Like, especially as an artist, I always say it's not a direct path when I talk to students, let's say. I'm yeah. like, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to have this job. And even design, it's not always so clear cut. You've got to be open to meander and pivot and change and stay open. And that's a creative journey. Mm-hmm. It's And it'd be boring if it was a straight shot, you yeah. know? So you keep moving and trying new things. And you're, no experience isn't something you don't learn from Agreed. that makes you better. Why is she called Evers? Ever is kind of a ellipses of Sarah's oldest son's name is Evan. And my youngest child's name is Greer. And so okay. I, when I came up with it, I wanted, we first, I first tried combining our names and yeah, I was like, this work. is not going to work. This is no fun. So, <laughs> so it wasn't like we were Smashly. like, our kids yeah. are <laughs> no. first and foremost, but it just ended up working. And then it kind of was an ellipses or mm-hmm. like our oldest mm-hmm. to youngest or beginning to end, like all things encompassed, you know? Yeah. And that's interesting that it's names because I think that I thought it was something to do with forever. Yeah, well, and that's what we love about the word ever. It was suddenly this very mm-hmm. open word that we could play with forever, I whatever, whichever. Ever, forever, like, forever. Forever. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. But I was like, it's this very open word and it sounds long lasting. Mm-hmm. And we liked that. It yeah. does sound long lasting. And then yeah. though it's cool also about the logo is that it feels kind of old, but then really new too. Yes. So, and, yeah. I, and we see that. I think we always talk about nostalgia in our work. You know, yeah. we love the old and history and that's we're constantly looking to that. Yeah. Yeah, but then doing it new and cool. What's the wall covering with the pills in it? Oh, oh, that's <laughs> Boheme Helper. Yeah. I'll let you so, talk about no, that. No, that was such a fun one. Um, and again, we're always looking for artistic practice and mm-hmm. trying something new in every print we create. Um, and so that one, we took a bunch of women from different walks of life and kind of just dug through their purses. <laughs> Like, dump your purse out. Hi, Let me look through can it. I look in your purse? I, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, the secrets of the handbag. Um, and so, and then we, there were, I did over what, like over 100 illustrations, yes. little watercolors of all of those things we found. So that's why there's pills. And, you know, yeah. and lots I, of moms have pills in their purses. Yeah. <laughs> I had wanted the overall print when I was telling her to look like a terrazzo from yeah. far away, but up close be these interesting little objects, you know, and it's, it kind of was an artistic experiment. Yeah, because we didn't want to see, like, pills and pacifiers and keys and wads of paper are really huge from far away. All the things. Yes, all the things. But then from far away, it's like, oh, this is just cool shapes. Again, like texture. It just looks like terrazzo. Yeah, great terrazzo. And then Mm -hmm. you get closer, and it's like, wait a minute. And then you find so many things. Super fun. And that is true. It does very much look like terrazzo from from a distance. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? That seems hard to do. Yeah. This is a to lot do. of advising. <laughs> what was the process? Was it drawing? Was it computer? Uh, no, it was, so it was all painted. Um, and I do do hands. a lot of painting, um, like on a iPad Pro. You know, yeah. just to save time. Sometimes I'm on paper, but um, so did a lot of hand painting on there, and then it's easy to kind of bring that into the computer um, to do the digital layout to kind of get all the pieces arranged and laid together and colored, and all that happens in the computer. And we play with that too. Yeah, a lot. Yes. <laughs> Who's who's used it? Have you seen it in any of the installations of the product yet? Not yet. Not yet. No. Lots of that's, that's a, it's a specific it's pattern. Po- we yes. sampled it it's a lot. Popularly sampled. Um, there's a designer in Houston that really wants to use it, but I don't think the project has been specified yet. Yeah. So yes. We'll see. So. Fingers will. crossed. It yes. will. It'll get it's, used. It's super specific and femi. You know, it has its home. But it has its home. Or yeah. I could even see it in a hospitality. Oh, setting. I could totally see it in a 
bathroom at like a high-end boutique, you know, or I don't know, just a lot of different commercial settings. The stories that your wall coverings tell because they all have a story and you yes. ladies like almost act like you're talking about a child and you describe each of them. It's yes. really cute listening to you. <laughs> um, but I think that that kind of plays into the hospitality and commercial design too. Sure. I feel like that that it's, it would be really cool for the commercial designers to have exposure to your line. And yeah. so that was another thing that was super important to me when I was sourcing all the substrates because it took, I am a substrate snob and it took yeah. like, you are too, you know what I mean? Like we know what we know. And it took like a year to find the right, yeah. even substrates. And so mm-hmm. it was super important for me to have the, um, paper but also have our orphic ground which is a type two and it has like a little bit of a fibrous texture on it that's super pretty looks like a paper like you wouldn't paper. you wouldn't be able to tell but we can do all of our designs on the type two yeah yeah your substrates are really pretty and they have a good hand thank yes. you which is important thank you the hue is brought to you by folio located in the iconic meadows building in dallas texas folio is a boutique rep agency which seeks to connect interior designers with creative resources We would love to connect with you in real life. Please visit our website to set up an appointment, folioco.com, and follow us on Instagram at folioco. (laughs) So talk to me about momentum. It's such an important thing with owning a business. And I mean, here, I mean, I can speak to this a little bit, having opened the studio a couple weeks before, well, a couple days before we were quarantined. Mm. And um, what's that been like? We've had our... Highs and lows. We've had our ups and downs. (laughs) But it's like, I think we would have had that with any new business, right? So you've had the normal part of like, hey, we're a brand new business. We're figuring things out. We're still learning so much about each other, you know? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, when quarantine happened and COVID, I mean, it's affected everybody. Nobody saw it coming. Mm -hmm. And something we've said is we just, at the heart of our business is in creating. Mm-hmm. We can keep creating. Mm-hmm. This doesn't stop us from creating. It even changed some of what we created for it, the better. It did. You know? It did. And because we had suddenly, you had time and you didn't have time. You didn't know what to do with time. I mean, like everybody, yeah. you know? And I think even being in this collective common experience with people was really interesting, I think, creatively and the things we started talking about and thinking about. But I think that's better thing, like, just don't stop. Don't stop. I feel like with momentum and sales in general, it's almost sometimes like you have to get it going. It's like rolling a ball uphill. And Mm -hmm. so some days there it's great, you know, and then other days it's not. So we've had different opportunities that have come up specifically during COVID that have helped our momentum. And then we've also had some that have hindered, you know, which I think that's pretty typical of any kind of new business climate. Yeah. And how do you keep that energy though? it, we have each other. We have each other. Honestly, there it's like like a marriage. Someone's up, someone's down. Uh-huh. You know, there are some days where I'm like, yeah, this is going to be an amazing opportunity. And Ash is like, this is horrible. Yeah. And then I take my <laughs> yeah. turn to be like, I just can't do it anymore. And she's like, but no, let's think this way. And it's like, okay. And, you know, it's... um. And you, and you maybe it's the little things. You know, you get that great email. You can still make a connection. and It gives a little bit of fire it that is. keeps us moving. So you kind of had to hold to even some of those smaller things. We, that, I was just about to say that yeah. we really had to learn how to celebrate the small successes because mm-hmm. there's, you know, just have to celebrate them when they come. I think that's important to hear. And I like hearing that myself. Mm-hmm. And I think people listening will like hearing that to celebrate those small successes. Because, because you tend to overlook them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that'll push you down. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also provide context. They do. So yes. without them, they like, do. even the, it's almost like, well, that old saying, you kind of need the tough times for context of the great times, but you do. 
You mm-hmm. do. And so like, I guess we have to appreciate all of it in a way. Definitely. But... Tell me about the new collection. It's called, it's called 2020. I was over here, my hand, my face away from the mic. I'm looking. <laughs> but um, it's how many patterns? It's... Right now there are six. Yes. We're going to have nine total. Okay. Um, but again, we wanted in, and that's what we always say, we could create a hundred, you know, but we've we got to stop. We have to stop. Yeah. And- put a product out there, you know? And so. you want the collection to have a cohesiveness typically or tell a story or no? Because no, each of your wall no, coverings tell a story. No, no, no. It's really just kind of, <laughs> it's more, it's more. It's more about the idea behind it and the experimentation. And we, we kept saying range mm-hmm. and evoking new ideas is yeah. a thing. Because we have so many ideas. Like, well, we've tried this idea. Let's get this idea out there. Let's get that idea out there. We want to try and create something that looks different than we've done before. It was important. I feel like for this next collection to show a different range of what we already showed with the original, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think we did really well. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a few more that are still like in process. um, Mm -hmm. And then we'll hopefully those will follow quickly and before before 2020 is over, <laughs> so we can still call it 2020. <laughs> and if not, no. you can call it something else. Ready for 2020. <laughs> and that may evolve too, right? As you as time goes on with your business mm-hmm. and how you launch collections. And, right. Yeah. Um, I, but I think what you do, it's not like you're a specific type of textile company and you're putting out performance textiles, for instance. Right. No. And you're experimenting with that and trying to provide, you know, little missing pieces in the market. I mean, you're genuinely saying you don't have this. Yeah, correct. This is some art. This mm-hmm. is from our brains, and I know that <laughs> nobody else is going to think of it. You know? Yeah. Have you mm-hmm. seen any? That's a good question too. Um, I talk creatives a lot about this, like intellectual property. Have you yeah. seen anyone kind of play with your art a little yet? Not yet. <laughs> you know, uh-uh. um, I'm sure we'll get there. Um, but I think we- in the world of art. You know, there are so many great ideas out there. Like even in the section, we have a floral. Like everybody has a floral. It's not like mm-hmm. we invented a floral, but we love florals and we knew we could make our ever one that's incredible. Yes, you know, we it knew is. we could make ours. Um, and so I think that I think there's so many room, so much room out there for ideas, you know. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I think something funny about your and cool about your personalities, um, speaking of like floral and softness, is there is a softness to each of you, like mm-hmm. a sweetness. But there's also an edginess to you both, and I see that in the line. Like, yeah. What is that? I have a hard time. I'm, I'm like, I don't know you well enough. But, <laughs> but talk to me about funny. that. Funny, we use those exact words, sweet and edgy. Really? I, yes, exactly. <laughs> I am a super empathetic person yeah. and just super sensitive, and that sweetness with the people that I love in my life, it's it's forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just super true. Forever. And yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> and it just it's just kind of me it's Mm -hmm. a super nurturing side of me Mm -hmm. which is a part of my personality that I don't show to everybody and um I don't know I guess that's where my sweetness how I feel like I define it yeah but I'm super edgy too yes you are like you're okay yeah like I love your hair the short short pixie Mm -hmm. haircut and Uh Um, your style has Uh like a titch of an edginess to it but then again you have like florals on your dress but Uh black and Yeah. yeah, Ash has a way, I feel like, of making your style very unique and very you. And it's that's very an- you. that's another thing, like, with my creativity when I was younger as an adolescent. Like, I felt like I didn't really want to talk to a lot of people, so I used my style to tell them who I was. Uh-huh. And I still do that. Yeah, you're a little bit shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Not extroverted. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Are you sorry? <sighs> I don't know my sweetness. I mean, I... 
I'm a nice person. I feel like, you know what I mean? Um, You're earnest. I am very, yes. That's my, that's yes. how I would describe it. Yes, I'm very earnest, you know. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to, as much as I can, Help. try and show myself, you know, and be authentic. But I think being into art, I, I find edge so interesting. Not that nice can't be interesting, you know, but there's something about the combination that I've always been drawn to. Um, I don't know. Those are just, especially visually, the most interesting things for me to look at that have a little bit of both. Nothing's one layer, you know. Yeah. And it's like, um, they say a baby, you know, you can smile at a baby and smile at a baby constantly. And the baby looks away because the smile is too much after mm. a certain amount of time. And I think about that when I think about beauty and art and mm-hmm. design, that it can't all just be pretty. Right. No. There has to be those. And that's yeah. what, There's, I mean, that's what I told Sarah, like with the original collection, I was like, you know, our model is to evoke. You can love it or hate it, but if right. it evokes something, we've done our job. Exactly. And I think we both, we have different aesthetics, but we have a similar core. I think we love dark beauty. Oh, definitely. You know, I think we love, there's certain things. So, I mean, sometimes we'll go to a museum and I'm like, I love this. She's like, I don't. And I'm like, she loves that. I'm like, not me. You know, but yet there's still certain things I think, hearts and things get. that when we like, we're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. One I, thing I thought about when I, I was watching Peggy Guggenheim's documentary this past weekend. And I, I can't remember. Oh, because the woman who did it, um, Diana Vreeland's grandson's wife, you know, she, um, what is it? Um, oh, she had a Cindy Sherman picture up in her autobiography. Mm-hmm. And I thought of you ladies when I saw the Cindy mm-hmm. Sherman yeah. photograph. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this feels very ever mm-hmm. to yeah. me. And I could almost see you playing with faces mm-hmm. Yeah, at some point. Has mm-hmm. that been a thought? We've experimented and talked about doing forms. We haven't started that. Yeah, figurative. And figurative. Yeah. It's more figurative, but yes, we have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Again, okay. our list of ideas is constantly growing growing and running. It's just us saying, let's make this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I saw that photograph and I was like, yeah, that. And I, I also thought about you too, because I was like, Peggy Guggenheim was such like a patron of the arts and, yes. you know, finder of artists. And, yes. And um, she said, something so beautiful in this documentary the person said you feel like the artist she she was a true patron Mm -hmm. and um and she wanted to sponsor artists she didn't want to own them in any way or influence them in any way and someone said do you feel like in one of her interviews that people owe the artists owe you anything and she said I feel like I owe them everything because they've given me so much yeah and um it's great like that's a good sentiment right definitely Mm -hmm. And that's what I think your your work is doing. I think it is. It's putting something out there and giving the market something that isn't there. Like oh it gosh. is really, it is really opinionated. Yeah, you're gonna make me cry though. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's, it's really what we what we hope, you know. And again, there's there's amazing work out there, and you know, great wall covering lines. And so we knew we didn't need to be that, you know, and we wanted to be us. Um, which we've achieved. Yeah, Yeah, you have, but it's not overly commercial. And I really do hope that um, everyone will listen to this and learn about you and check it out and, and look at it. Cause I personally love it and think it's so cool and different. And, um, I wanted to ask you a question on Mm -hmm. creativity. Another question about creativity. I love asking super, uber smart, creative people about there's like this this I'm intrigued by it because I don't personally have this, but I love learning um, about this. This intersection, it's kind of like mm. of creativity and smarts. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you take this concept that's really intellectual and then make it artful? Like how do those two things combine that left and right brain? I think that I have both, a little bit of both, and I'm not maybe great at either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... 
I'm able to see the business side of it in like a solution driven way, but then also kind of add to it with the creativity. And I can't harness my creativity. So it's like, it's like Ooh. a faucet. You What's know that what I mean? You can't harness it. I mean, like, sometimes it's like pouring water out all the time and then I'll be blocked for like days and then it. it won't come back. You know what yeah. I mean? So I can't, I can't control it. So I feel like it's not consistent. And okay. maybe that's where the practicality picks up. And I don't know, they all kind of merge together. Yeah. And I feel like in my creative practice over the years, I developed this way of being systematic and methodical. Um, and You're it's kind organized. of organized. Uh, She's and super organized. She is super but, planner. But not in the way you'd think. Like my house is a mess. Not okay. like that. I'm not clean. You know, but I kind of, um, I, yes, I will have an organization the way that I work. And I think that's been years of knowing like, oh, and of course you have to disrupt that sometime. You know, mm-hmm. what you can fall into a trap. But I feel like when I'm creating, I try and let myself go to a place where I don't think about it. And I just let it, just don't like, because I can be an overthinker, like let it out. And that's that's so good for me. Um, but then there's a level of criticism where at different stages in the process, I have to step back and evaluate. And I know those questions, and maybe that's the smarts, you know, but like be critical, be hard on this, you know, don't just let it sit, let it grow, let it get bigger. And then that's a place too, we're bringing, you know, Ash and I in our partnership with two different voices of criticism. I feel like that's what makes the work so good. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go draw because I can be very isolated in that process. And then you step back out of the cave of creation and, you know, put some light on it look at it and then you know then I get Ash's feedback and then we go back into the creative hole and we come back out and you go through that process as many times as you need to Mm -hmm. till it's right and also our backgrounds and just being different but we both have similar years of experience in large industries Mm -hmm. and I feel like that editing process Mm -hmm. and having that experience not just like coming out of college and starting a company you know like all of that experience prepared us for that revision and editing and going back in you know well and Ash give me some tough criticism you know it'll be like we've got to cut that it's not working and I'm like but I've but really what a high mark and it looks so pretty and I love it she's like we gotta cut and she's right you know it's right and it makes it better I'm like okay we cut that out and now it can grow again you know is that ever hurtful like that's an interesting point too being in um, in a relationship with people that you're working with because this isn't just like in business this could be just like a co-worker this is a great mm-hmm. actually an interesting conversation like how do you how do you give real feedback without hurting feelings and I think that that sometimes that also comes back on the person like not being right. influenced by that emotionally how do you balance we that? have different views of things and I feel like and I know we've said this Sarah likes different parts of our designs more than I do. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we disagree and sometimes we'll leave things, we even if I don't it. like them, even if she doesn't like, it, you know, like if we know the other person, it's important to the other person. I feel like we tread lightly around that. Sure. Yeah. Portion. There's sometimes, and there are times you're like, well, there have been times where it's like, well, I know you really love that. Yeah. So maybe so I've got to let it stay, you yeah, know, but you kind of end to, it. But you've got to fight for your love <laughs> too. Like you've got to make your case. And I feel like that's one thing I think coming from for me, from a fine art background, man, that was a critical world, you know? And that yeah. that made my skin a lot thicker. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I think that's where someone's like, well, if you don't like it, fine, you don't like it. But again, our, our process is a little different. And I respect um, what you think and what you say. I do feel like we have a lot of respect. We both, re- I have tons of respect. That's yeah. like, that's, mm, that's it the then. key. No, but that's yeah. the key. That's it then. Yeah. It's like when you, I think that that's actually the best, maybe I hate the word advice, but it's like sharing 
criticism and feedback when with a respectful party. Yes. yes. So once you have that established, then it's totally cool. Well, and I believe yes. in Ash as a designer and her eye. Uh-huh. So even if I'm not getting it, I have to trust, like, I know she's coming from a Visual. place of high standard with an amazing eye. And maybe I don't see it, but if she's seeing something that I'm not getting, there's some trust in that too, Yeah. you know. What are you most proud of with the business? Like, what are your kids saying about you? Like, my mom's so cool. They're like, wait, what is my mom doing? Oh my or gosh, what? our boys our were boys. in the same fourth grade class back when they Last were in classrooms week. together. Yeah. And they would talk, they'd be looking up our website on the computer. They like, Google us. Google. But he's like, I Googled you. I'm like, you can't Google us at school. What did your teacher say? Smith came home and he was Stop like, Googling us. Mom, we Googled you in the class today. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah. That they they know, don't always they I mean, don't get, know. but I love that they've seen us make something and that they yes. see when mommies are going to work. Like my kids come like, I'm working and I'm drawing. You yes. know, like my daughter this morning, they're in virtual school, but she had to tell her kindergarten class what is unique about her. So she drew a picture and she's like, I make art and I draw. But mm-hmm. I think because she sees, uh, and your daughters are much that way, you know, they Same. see us do it and it's something she believes she can do. I don't know if she'll want to be an artist, but I just love that she's like, she knows it's something special. And something that's important to us. And I guess we kind of touched on that earlier when I was telling you about like my mom and my grandmother. It's like, it was always just a part of our family and important. And they feel that with us. Mm-hmm. It's a priority. So I'm proud of that. Yeah, and they do. They pick. They they have their favorite patterns. They're very mm-hmm. opinionated. I'm sure about which ones they don't like and which Actually, ones they the do like. Actually, the girls agree. Oh, they, that's right. Yeah. Their favorite pattern is the same pattern. Yeah. yeah. Which is which one? It's a new one. It's called Rosemary Rose. We haven't launched it it's yet, but it's floral. the floral. Have I seen it? No. What's the it's one with small. the thistle? No. Oh, that that's one's called Fields and Narcissus. Obsessed. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Obsessed. I think yeah. it's one of the prettiest things and. And weirdest things I've seen in a long time. Thank you. And you know what? It, I, I would say it's, it's one of our the prettier word. patterns. Pretty. And when we add it in, I was like, yes. oh, this is what we're like, no, we need we need some pretty too. But it, you're right. It still has an interest to it that I think really makes it work and makes it ever. And it, different. Yeah. yeah. It has a sharpness to it. Mm-hmm. It's soft, but it's sharp. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. It's really cool. So something kind of fun at the end, we can play this little game, this little <laughs> rapid fire thing. And it's like, you know, you can answer, you can pass, and, or you can both answer it. It's totally your call. So um, let's see. What do we want to do here? Uh, because you're an artist. So okay. favorite artist, dead or alive? We'll start with Sarah. I guess I said whoever, but I want to know Sarah's answer to this. Oh, gosh. Oh, so hard. All of them? No. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not a fair answer. Um, favorite dead or alive? Uh, you know, this morning, and again, I was, I was looking at uh, Sonia Delaunay, and I was thinking about someone who crossed from fine arts into textiles and to decorate into every form of art making. And she's someone who I love her work, but also the career she had. And, who? and uh, Sonia Delaunay, diversifying. Okay. She was a really diversified artist. And I just respect looking at her life. Very I think cool. I learn a lot from looking at her. Okay. And like, what about you, like designer, Ashley, like, that your favorite? Do you have a favorite designer? Um, I have lots of favorite architects. <laughs> One of your most favorite. Um, your favorite building, even. Um, any of the architects that helped with like mid century Palm Springs, John Lautner, Robeson Chambers, Donald Wexler. I love anything that Zaha Hadid ever did. I love that she can oh, use curvature. Yes. And still be modern, which is not easy to achieve. No. I love Mies van der Rohe. Like, I could go on and on. Like, I don't, you know. <laughs> was the Wexler Mansion, was that in that iconic Slim Aaron's photo? 
that it one is. with the yellow. It is. Lady. It is. Yeah. It is iconic. Uh-huh. With that, like the chaise and the lady yeah, and the, the yellow bikini. And the yellow, yes. Yeah. Yes. God, that's a but cool house. He does a lot of architecture. I mean, a lot. There's a there was a movement there. So he was the one that also designed the airport. That's just amazing. Um, if you ever go to Palm Springs. Okay. Oh, yeah. designed the airport there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been. It's on my list. I really want to go. Like, <laughs> it's on the bucket list. Big time. <laughs> Um, okay, on that subject, so where are you going? COVID's over and you can travel. And it, it don't it doesn't have to be like any what you think you need to do. It's just you can just get on an airplane and go anywhere you want, where you headed. I want to go back to Europe. There. I'm missing it. I want to be in Italy. Yeah. Especially with what Italy's been through. I really want to be there. I know. I felt that too. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to Japan. I've been to Asia a lot, um, but never Japan. What city? Um Beijing, Shanghai, different places in South Korea, Seoul, uh-huh. um, but never Japan. Okay. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing, especially from a especially for like modern design. Well, and just it's so different when you go. It's like being underwater, yeah. you know? And so I feel like especially coming out of something like this, it's like you want to lose yourself, but then find yourself. Like I could get a lot of inspiration from that. Absolutely. That's a you good know? point. Lose yourself and find yourself. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you leave what you know and is around you, but then you find who you are here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a cook. This is like my love language. I cook for the people I love. And my grandma was a cook. I grew up cooking with my family. And I just think it's to cook. Do both of you cook? Microwave. Yeah, you microwave. I love cooking. Okay. Like I would be in the kitchen all day if I love my kitchen more. (laughs) Favorite recipe? Um, Do you have anything that's your own signature recipe? No. You know, over the last few years, one of my, I'm a vegetarian and one of my children um, is like a carnivore. And so I've learned to cook all different types of meat dishes that used to like super gross me out. Like I made him chicken fried steak last night. I make him sushi, you know, mama, she's good. And just so I don't have like a favorite recipe, but I feel like I'm proud of being able to handle all the meat things that I make for him. You always have something new, though, that you're making. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm creating this night, coming up with something new. Oh, you know, like my veggie soup. My my veggie soup. Okay, I'm most proud. I need to to make you some and just bring it to you because you you will love. I mean, like, it's it's amazing. amazing. Like, the spices, there's probably... 20 different spices that I put in it, but I it makes a bunch of spice, then I have it for like the next time I make the soup. And then, and then it changes the next day, right? The flavor. Oh, it's mm-hmm. better and better yeah. and better. Yeah. And it's just a, like a 10 vegetable soup. It's uh, delicious. Incredible. It's gluten free, sugar free, vegan. Um, I crush up cashews too and let them soak overnight, and that becomes cream makes it based. Creamy. Yeah, it's a cashew. And then blend them, and it's just so good. I can't yes, stop. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't cook it, but I like to eat what like, she makes. I'll she, eat it. She, she, she you do <laughs> like the benefit I was like, of eating. <laughs> I was like, Sarah, eat this soup. It's super healthy and it'll give you energy. You're the perfect pair. I know. I love it. And so you cook in the microwave, Sarah. I, I know. But you have I'm to have, so bad. You have to have a favorite recipe, though. Is there something you're like, please make this for me? Oh, oh, like someone to make something for me. Oh, anything pasta. So she don't really eat it much anymore. Hence Italy. Hence Italy. Yes, yes. Yeah, I had a roommate um, when I was younger that used to make me homemade pasta. She like if she knew I was stressed, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But she loved to cook. I just I keep having friends that love to cook, so they'll feed no. me. <laughs> 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 so Ever Atelier is on Instagram. Yes, Ever yes. Atelier. That's mm-hmm. your handle. Yes, and website. Yep, Ever Atelier. Totally active. Someone could find you or get samples through the website. Mm-hmm. We'll post. We'll put that online. But it's everatelier.com. Yes. yes. And you are represented 
in different showrooms across the country. We have different reps in different but cities, But it's listed right? on the yeah. website. Yes. So yes. anyone can find access to your line on the website. Yes. Okay. End we- users? How do end users use the line? Do they need to find a designer or... Uh, no, people can no. reach out to us directly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. Because if someone listens and like, I want that for my house, but they're not a designer, they can. Oh yeah, absolutely, yes, definitely, okay. definitely. Yeah, and we have a contact form on our website, which I think is a really easy way to get in touch with us. So, and well, we have installation shots on our Instagram that are different than the website. So check out the Instagram for installation visually. No, it's the most seeing. updated. Yeah, it's updated. And your Instagram's fun. Thank oh, you. We really try. Thank you. That's it all, is. Sarah. <laughs> it's fun. Tell That's the story. all, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on thank you for I, inviting us I was such a great opportunity so honored yeah oh, I would just wanted to talk to you ladies I think you're super cool oh, oh this thank is really you. fun thank you so much you're super cool thanks thanks for listening y'all let's keep the conversation going if you have a story you would like for us to illuminate please email hello at folioco.com that's hello at p-h-o-l-i-o-c-o dot com And be sure to subscribe to hear future episodes.